Next on the five o'clock report. It's unthinkable. It was extensive. I heard the boom, 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 boom. He's my hero. Why don't we open it all up? How many documents are we talking about? It doesn't take a rocket scientist. Here goal is mayhem. We need to do it. Now, let's go to the newsroom. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Mark Webster. Keep your guard up. We're in the middle of a winter one-two punch. Our next weather maker arrives midweek. It's a snow changing to a mixed scenario Wednesday to Wednesday night. Meteorologist Kevin Williams, much of the listening area got dealt a mix of snow and frozen precipitation overnight that led to slick roads and school closings. A thaw refreeze could make things dicey again tonight. That slushy snow refreezing on some surfaces. Now, watch your step. That's especially going to be true in parts of the higher elevations of central New York and the eastern Twin Tiers. Kevin's updated forecast is just ahead. Shocked and scared. It's unthinkable. Southern Californians reacting to a mass shooting at a dance studio, which left 11 dead now and several wounded Saturday night. It happened during a Lunar New Year celebration. Police Chief Scott Weiss. My young officers had to deal with the carnage that was inside. And it was, it was extensive. This woman says her life was saved by her dance partner, who shielded her body with his own. Suddenly, heard the boom, 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 boom. He's my hero. He's, he's, uh, I own him. He covered me. Her hero was shot twice, but he survived. Police also credit a bystander as a hero for taking the suspect's semi-automatic weapon away from him when he attempted to shoot up a second dance studio before fleeing. Police tracked down the 72-year-old suspect to a van. They say he shot himself to death before they could apprehend him. Police say a personal feud might have played into that deadly rampage. The weekend also brought more classified document discoveries at the Delaware home of President Joe Biden. Minnesota Republican Tom Emmer tells Fox News. Why don't we open it all up and why don't you go get uh, warrants instead of uh, uh, playing with the White House, uh, having them tell you where you can search, when you can search, who can be there. Why doesn't this uh, administration get treated like the last one? And Republicans aren't the only ones with a lot of questions. Democratic Senator Tim Kaine on CBS's Face the Nation. There needs to be this independent investigation, an independent prosecutor. How many documents are we talking about? Dozens, a handful or hundreds? Um, How serious are they? Um, Why were they taken? Did anyone have access to them? And elsewhere, yet another FBI black eye. A former top FBI official is in custody now over connections to a Russian oligarch. ABC News reports Charles McGonagall was arrested Saturday when he arrived at JFK Airport in New York City. The former special agent in charge of counterintelligence of the agency's New York field office facing a charge of violating U.S. sanctions. Did you catch what Vice President Kamala Harris said and didn't say as she took part in a weekend event celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Supreme court decision that legalized abortion in all 50 states. Listen to her here quoting from the Declaration of Independence. We are each endowed with the right to liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Of course, the key right Harris left out was the right to life. Next to Atlanta, scene of violent weekend anti-police protests. Several downtown businesses damaged a police car set on fire in what started out as protests over the building of the city's new public safety training center. Atlanta's police chief says this was no well-intentioned peaceful protest. It doesn't take a rocket scientist or an attorney to tell you that breaking windows and setting fires not protest. That is terrorism. They will be charged accordingly. Former New York City Police Commissioner Ray Kelly tells Fox News, those arrested weren't pursuing any high ideals. Their goal is mayhem, and they see a problem and they see an issue, they'll latch on to it and try to exacerbate the, the situation. 
Five of the six people arrested Saturday night were from out of state. Health news now. Federal health officials are studying making annual COVID booster shots a regular thing, like flu shots. It's not a question of whether or not we ought to do this. We need to do it. The question really is, how can we do it in the most effective fashion? Infectious disease expert Dr. William Schaffner, who says it's the new post-pandemic reality. A new study looks at why people taking antidepressants might not feel as depressed, but also might not feel much of anything else. Roughly 40 to 60 percent of people on SSRI antidepressants report they take out the lows and the highs. Now, Cambridge University scientists have identified the mechanism behind this so-called blunting that might help in the development of new medications. And they also reassure patients that, no, the reaction is not a figment of their imagination. CBS's Vicki Barker. How's your credit card balance? Swollen a bit? A new creditcards.com analysis says over the past year, 7 in 10 Americans added to their balance, thanks in large part to inflation and higher interest rates. The company's Ted Rossman. There is a fair amount of optimism regarding paying off this credit card debt. 40% of U.S. adults with credit card debt think they'll be able to pay it off within a year. About 80% think they'll be able to pay it off within five years. Oh, and here's more good news. It's tax season. I'm Steve Kathan. Today is the first day the Internal Revenue Service will accept and process tax returns. It expects more than 168 million filings this year. If all goes as planned, refunds could be delivered within three weeks for those filing electronically. But debt ceiling talks could slow that down. And if you're going to mail in that tax return, it'll cost you more, too. Any new stamps you buy will cost more. The U.S. Postal Service this weekend bumping up the cost of a first-class forever stamp from $0.60 to $0.63. Also hiked the price of domestic postcard and international postcard stamps and certified mail now cost $4.15. Officials say the increases, which you're now likely to see twice every year, are part of a plan to bring financial stability to the Postal Service. And the Razzies, which organizers describe as the ugly cousins of the Oscars, highlight what they see as the worst films of the year and the normally well-regarded actors up for three awards tragedy but it has nothing to do with us people are sometimes afraid of things they don't know that's two-time oscar winner tom hanks his movies elvis and pinocchio among the two up for the dubious razzie honors still to come on the five o'clock report governor kathy hochel talking housing in rochester a controversial western york catholic leader passes away and to look back at much different weekends for the bills giants and eagles I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life regional weather forecast. Overnight tonight, cloudy skies, a little spotty rain or drizzle. Late tonight, some snow mixes in, and there could be an inch or two on the ground by morning across higher elevations of western New York and northwest Pennsylvania as low temperatures drop toward 30. Tomorrow's cloudy with occasional snow and flurries, some small additional accumulations in northwest Pennsylvania, western and central New York. On Saturday, some morning lake flakes, otherwise partly to mostly cloudy with flurries and high temperatures, mostly in the 30s. Thank you very much, Kevin. Now checking the stories making news where you live across New York and Pennsylvania. New York's governor in Rochester this afternoon pushing her plan to create 800,000 new housing units in the state over the next decade. Kathy Hochul says opportunities for new or expanding businesses to create additional jobs are hampered by a housing shortage. As more people discover the joy of living in the Finger Lakes and in Rochester, it's going to get worse. She says businesses want to move in, and her $270 million proposal for planning and infrastructure will alleviate the shortage of affordable homes and apartments. But I believe it has to be done, or else we're going to lose the battle for the talent. The jobs will go elsewhere if they're the people they want to hire can't afford to live there or don't even have someplace available to them. 
Critics of the governor's plan say there will be extensive opposition if state regulators try to overrule local zoning decisions. At that same gathering, local officials touting efforts to address lead paint poisoning, a matter which affects the availability of safe housing. Monroe County Executive Adam Bello says the abatement of lead paint problems protects kids' health and educational development. When the child is exposed to lead, even an amount as small as a packet of sugar, it can cause serious health issues, learning disabilities, and negatively affect a child's long-term health. Bellow says the Rochester area has successfully remediated lead paint problems. And Monroe County has a story to tell. Since our program began, we have seen an 80% reduction in the number of children reported with lead poisoning, a decline that is more than two and a half times higher than the rest of the state. Rochester Mayor Malik Evans says the city's program has tested over 200,000 residences and only a fraction of those still have lead paint violations. A controversial Western New York Catholic leader has passed away. That story from Family Life's Bob Price. Yeah, Mark, the former head of the Roman Catholic Diocese of Rochester, New York, passed away early Sunday at the age of 85. Matthew Clark served as bishop for 33 years before retiring in 2012. Three years ago, he was diagnosed with all Alzheimer's disease. Back in 2020, Clark testified during bankruptcy proceedings for the diocese that priests accused of sexual abuse had continued to serve in ministry. More than 100 lawsuits filed against the diocese under the Child Victims Act include allegations of abuse that would have happened during Clark's tenure. Bob Price, Family Life News. Uh, thanks, Bob. Four weeks ago, the Buffalo region snowed under the, the biggest blizzard ever. The ups and downs of that week remembered in a ceremony over the weekend. Governor Kathy Hochul leading state and local leaders this weekend in celebrating the many Buffalo area residents who acted to bring people in from the dangerous cold and snow. Andrea Copagna, one of the residents, awarded a commemorative medal. To be amongst all of these amazing people who worked tirelessly during the blizzard, it's just such an amazing honor and it just brings tears to my eyes. <laughs> the ceremony held at SUNY Buffalo State University. To Pennsylvania now, a fatal shooting in Johnstown this afternoon. Police say they found a man inside a vehicle dead from multiple gunshot wounds. It happened in the city's Moxham Historic District. The victim believed to have been in his 40s. A police search for a suspect is ongoing. A local expert on education thinks it would be a mistake for the Pennsylvania General Assembly to adopt legislation that would mandate schools teach about the January 6th Capitol riots. There are so many questions about what really happened on January 6th and what should have happened and who's responsible for what happened and who's responsible for what didn't happen. I can't see that going anywhere. I certainly hope mm -hmm. it does not. Dr. Ralph Kerr with the Teaching and Learning Institute. With the State House of Representatives stuck in a partisan gridlock, House Speaker Mark Rossi has decided to launch a statewide listening tour looking to gather input on how to address it and deliver justice for survivors of childhood sexual abuse. That story from Family Life's Terry Diener. The partisan disagreement over the chamber's operating rules has left the House at a complete standstill. To that end, Rossi is going to be traveling the state to hear from Pennsylvanians about how they think the House can best move forward. Nathan Benefield, senior vice president of the conservative-leaning Commonwealth Foundation, considers it a waste of time. Benefield says most people don't care what the House rules are or know anything about it. Terry Diener, Family Life News. All right, Terry. It's not much of a shootout when only one side is shooting. So it went in snowy Orchard Park yesterday as the visiting Cincinnati Bengals had all the answers in the 27-10 thrashing of the Buffalo Bills. Bills head coach Sean McDermott says the Bengals owned the line of scrimmage all day. That's where the game starts. 
it's, it's there and it's at the quarterback position and, and we didn't do enough uh, I would say overall at the line of scrimmage tonight give the Bengals credit um, but uh, you probably saw what I saw. McDermott says despite the anticlimactic end to the season he's proud of how the team persevered through extraordinary adversity. Meanwhile the Philadelphia Eagles protected their nest over the weekend quite well overwhelming the New York Giants 38-7. Eagles QB Jalen Hurts says they can't get complacent though just because their first playoff game went so easily. For the man next to us so like I said it's always good to kind of get that thing going early but I think executing is the most important thing out of all of it. The Eagles host the San Francisco 49ers for the NFC Championship Sunday at 3, followed by the Bengals Chiefs for the AFC title. All right, your nightly market report is up next, brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. Wall Street closing higher to start the week. Tech shares helped boost markets, with Tesla and Apple both rising on expectations that China's reopening will be good for business. Semiconductor stocks added to those gains as well. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones Industrial Average gained 250 to 33,629. The S&P 500 added 47 points to 40,19. And the Nasdaq rose 223 points to 11,364. Ambassador Advisors, a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more. Details are available at ambassadoradvisors.com. This is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life. Building up your savings and investments requires a steady approach, but don't forget something else, the attitude of a steward. I am Rob West with today's Faith and Finance Minute. Scripture encourages saving and investing. Building up resources for the future is prudent, but it also carries a danger. When you don't have much, relying on God's provision is a daily experience. But as your wealth grows, it's easy to start trusting money as your security rather than trusting the Lord. To maintain the right balance, remember that everything belongs to God, whether you have little or much. You and I are managers, not owners, stewards of the Lord's resources. So yes, prudently build wealth by saving and investing, but with the attitude of one who is a steward over what God provides. We can help you learn to manage your money according to biblical principles when you download the free FaithFi app. You'll find it on our website at faithfi.com. Coming up on the 5 o'clock report, what if somebody needed CPR during a CPR class? It happened. Story coming right up. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life Regional Weather Forecast. A storm system that deposited more than half a foot of snow at the higher elevations of the eastern southern tier of New York is departing now, and in its wake, lots of clouds, flurries will be around, even a brief squall for some. It'll be mainly cloudy tonight into tomorrow with a few flurries. There'll be a brief squall crossing parts of the area late tonight, low tomorrow morning. Low temperatures tonight, 20s and low 30s. High temperatures tomorrow in the 30s. On Wednesday, cloudy with snow arriving, and there is the potential for several inches of a Accumulation, though that's still a likely transition to sleet, freezing rain, and rain across parts of Pennsylvania. High temperatures on Wednesday in the 30s to near 40. All right, thank you very much, Kevin Williams. Finally at 5, a CPR instructor in western New York had to practice what she preached. During a training course Thursday night in the town of Tonawanda, Karen Mayfield went from teaching how to give the procedure to doing it. She did a fantastic job and saved that woman's life. She's alive today. A man came into Mayfield's class asking for help for a neighbor who was unresponsive. She ran out of the room and over to an apartment building next door. Assemblyman Bill Conrad tells WIVB. He was a hero to me. And it just shows you how important these classes are that literally we're taking it. And it was spurred by what happened to Mar Hamlin. But it's just amazing to see that it works and it's real. And it happened literally the same night as the training and how crazy that is. 
Experts say ever since Bill's safety, Damar Hamlin's cardiac arrest, there's been a rising interest in people wanting to take a CPR class. I highly recommend it. I actually performed it twice as an EMT. All I can say is you will never regret knowing how to do it. That's the world we live in for Monday, January 23rd, 2023. Thank you again for joining us. I'm Mark Webster, Family Life News.